Welcome to episode 19 of the Brightside Podcast. Jumping right in, today's guest, DLC, my longtime friend and training partner, going into a nice conversation about fighting snow crabs slash snowflakes, the mentality and what it takes to be. We're already jumping in about five minutes into the interview. Enjoy. It's like unheard of. Jamie would never even trained us again. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, hilarious. I forgot the corner because I knew it was a famous corner guy who did it too. And he's like, no, you're not done. But it's like, if you quit in between rounds on live TV and the biggest show, you ain't coming back from that. Yeah, no way. It's like you and I are like the other in like Matt Sarah's codes where he's like punching him in the chest. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's like, what are, what are you doing? You're in a fight. Go in yeah, there. That's crazy, man. Into his fucking face. It's crazy how the sport has evolved. Well, that's the thing. It's being marketed as a sport and being punched in the face and trying to hurt the other guy isn't a sport. Yeah, that's when you when you put it like that, that does make sense. <laughs> it's more of a spectacle, I'd say, right? Uh, I mean, a spectacle. I mean, a competition. Like... I mean, yeah. it's when you really break it down, I look at it like this. Old school Coliseum gladiators gonna fight. Only one's coming out. Like people, yeah. that's what people want to see, right? Yeah, I would say it's just violence, pure, yeah. unadulterated violence. You're locked in a cage. You're trying to hurt me. Well, I, I hope you're trying to hurt me, and I'm going to definitely hurt you because if you're not trying to hurt me, I'm. You're gonna, really gonna <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have a bad night. <laughs> Uh, is remember uh, Yorkie had to fight the guy who wanted to wear uh, leg protections for their fight? Oh, I think I remember. Was that the one where he kneed him on the collarbone and broke it? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. And Yorkie said that uh, you can wear them. I'm not. And I was like, because <laughs> we yeah. wanted to kill everybody. That was our big rotation. Oh, don't fight the powerhouse guys. Their their punches hurt. I was like, your punches are supposed to hurt too. What are you training that you're so scared to be hit in the face? You know, this is a fight, right? Yeah, I always laugh because to this day, a lot of people think that I only do jujitsu to this very day. And it just, I, I just kind of chuckle at it. <laughs> like, no, Jamie would not send us in unless we were well-rounded. Simple as that. Because he knew too, he didn't want us to get hurt. And he'll, he'll, he'll tell you that now. Yeah. I remember like back in the, like, the requirements, you had to be a blue belt if you wanted to fight. Yep, that's true. I, I remember that. Or a crazy wrestler. Like we had a few of those crazy wrestler people that were, because in San Antonio, nobody wrestles, right? I mean, yeah, now it's all you, football. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, so us guys that never wrestled that are from San Antonio, we'd have like some high school wrestler come through from another part of the country and just wreck us and be like, what was that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're definitely teaching us that now, homeboy. Yeah. Those are the good old days. Now we're all old and tired. 
no, we're old and dangerous because we survived and we're still here. So all these young kids doing barren bolos and spinning back kicks are going to get their asses handed to them by the old people. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that too. No, no knocking on all that stuff because I know it works in competition jiu-jitsu. I know it's legit. I've rolled with people that do it, but if you try that in the schoolyard, you're going to get kicked in the mouth. <laughs> it's like, go ahead, pull guard on the street with me. I'm going to knee you right in the face. Yeah, people have uh, people have a misconception that just because we do jujitsu that we're not gonna like hit you or like punch you or bite yeah. you or kick you or yank your hair, you know? Yeah, it's like you can't do that. It's like yeah, I can, and I can also shatter your entire bone structure. Yeah, let, yeah, shattering bone structures. You remember that story? <laughs> How could I? It was the one time I didn't go to one of your fights and you just shattered a guy's face in and you sent him out on a stretcher. <laughs> yeah, people, don't, I don't really talk about it. I only talk about, the, talk about that to close friends and family members. You know what I got from that story? What I took away what? from that was that that could have been me. And when I went back, I just upped my training even more on how to get out of a tie clinch. Yeah, you, you didn't want to get Rich Franklin. No, thank you. I like my teeth in my mouth. Again, you know me. You know how I trained. What did I always do? Blast double leg to the ground. My face was my money maker. That's where all the sponsors <laughs> money came from. Well, you, you're looking pretty good. So I don't even know. How old are you, Bryce? Um, shy of 47. You're full of shit. Aren't we all at this I age? don't believe you. I don't believe you. So what's up, man? Why do you why why me? Why do you keep bugging me to make a podcast? I don't. No one wants to hear me talk. I don't have anything important to say. And yet here you are, constantly blowing up my feed with all these opinions. But you say I don't have anything to talk about. Hey, that's just my political BS. I'm just trying to wake people up to the nonsense that's going on right now. Well, that's called having something to talk about on a podcast, Billy. Yeah, but, you know, I leave that for the experts because I only know what I've read and seen, and I'm, I don't consider myself an expert on any of that stuff, but the I'll facts are all there. I'll let you in on a little secret. Nobody is an expert. They just make it up as they go along. <laughs> well, that gives me a little bit of comfort then because uh, sometimes I wonder if I'm annoying everyone. They're like, this guy doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. He's just posting all sorts of BS blowing up my feed. But no, I just you're just annoying it. me because you're not making a podcast about it. Well, I just call it like I see it, man. I don't well, that could be your new podcast. I call it like I see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have time for one. But I mean, I guess I could, I could make the time, but I don't even know. You're literally on a podcast right now. Yeah, I'm on so your podcast. Your podcast. <laughs> Which, by the way, I listened to a few episodes. I like it, man. It's, it's getting better and better. Oh, you're still you're supposed to like it. That's the whole point. Yeah, I support my friends, you know. Shout out the local businesses. Yeah, man, this whole pandemic thing, everyone's like talking about businesses going out and, and this and that. And Walmart's still up, right? You know, HEB's still up. But all the other small businesses would be up too if people would like support them, you know. 
Like why, why support these huge, everyone talks down on the corporations. Like the corporations are trying to take over everything and the corporations run everything. Well, maybe if you stopped supporting the corporations, they wouldn't have control over everything. <laughs> right. But they give me good deals, man. I love my diabetes from Walmart. <laughs> hey man, sometimes Walmart is a necessity. But you, you know what I'm saying, though. You get, you catch my drift. We, we I feel like we are moving towards that, you know, supporting more uh, local businesses as opposed to these big, giant companies. But it's going to take time. People are waking up. People are waking up to all that stuff. If only there was someone there to guide them with his own podcast about waking up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm still half asleep myself, man. Unplug, bro. You got to unplug. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So what about you, man? What's this platypus uh, Muay Thai? I'm liking that. I saw you hitting pads with uh, Joey, right? Yeah, just me getting back into striking, dusting off the old vintage powerhouse collectible gloves that I haven't used since I bought them. Yeah, feels good, doesn't it? No, it feels exhausting. <laughs> it is different from uh, from grappling, that's for sure. I can uh, grapple for two hours without breaking a sweat. I do two minutes of just throwing a jab, I'm about to pass out. <laughs> hey, you need to grapple with tougher grapplers then. I'll let Jamie know you said that. Oh, man. Jamie literally came to my house and disrespected me in my own garage. <laughs> Uh, I loved it though. I love it. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's just like, it's like he knows everything you know, but better. Yeah. It's a really weird thing, right? Yeah. Nate's been coming over in the mornings, um, training with me, trying to show him some stuff. He's still wet behind the ears, but I like his, uh, yeah. I like his dedication. So, yes, he's a still a, he's still a wee lad. Yeah. So talk to me about your POV on the philosophy of training and jujitsu, and how do you feel you can get your black belt? Jujitsu philosophy on training. You know, honestly, you know, you know me. You've known me for years and years since I started. Um, I was always kind of like I would be really on for a while, and then I'd be off. Then I'd be really on, and then off. And that was uh, due to a lot of different reasons. But now that I have this gym that I was fortunate enough to build in my garage, I can train whenever I want. And so now I'm training like twice a day. It's been like that for a while. And for me, I think to get my black belt, I just need to see Jamie more, uh, keep on wrestling, keep on grappling with all different kinds of people, which is tough now because I grapple here mostly. So unless they come here, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get to see many people. I hurt my back a couple months ago. Um, Rosti fixed me up. Shout out to Rosti. So now that that's a little bit better, I should be getting uh, out to more open mats and get some new bodies. But I think at this point, you know, I just need to see Jamie more, show him what I know. I've been I've been working on my wrestling for the past few months now, just um, basic wrestling because that was something that I was always really weak at. And I think that's going to help me when I start uh, grappling again with other people. Jiu-jitsu. Yes, wrestling is a great mentality to have against silly jiu-jitsu people. 
Yeah, I love it, man. I went to that uh, New Braunfels Elite Wrestling Club, and uh, those kids there are awesome, man. There's like a hundred kids on the mat, like just grinding it out. Boys, girls, young, older. It's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Steve Horton honing the next crop of monsters in Texas. Yeah, for sure. The only thing that stopped that was when the pandemic hit. I think they had to shut it down for a while. I'm not sure if they're open again, but that was that was a, that was a couple of fun times. I think I went out there like five times. But yeah, man, mat time. People neglect the mat time. They want to watch YouTube and uh, lift weights and all that's good, supplemental, right? But you gotta have the mat time. You mean I can't just do the technique with no resistance and get my black belt? <laughs> uh, maybe for Ashton Kutcher or uh, one of those Hollywood peeps, yeah. But gonna get exposed, my dude. Well, you only get exposed if you roll. Yeah, exactly. Which some black belts do not do, and we all know those. People don't want to lose, Shots. you know. People don't want to lose, especially once you reach this supposed mythical level where you're untouchable and it doesn't yes i can just i can touch people instantaneously and i end up in an arm bar yeah and they always tap yeah it doesn't work that way i've learned my lesson i've been put to sleep a few times by a lower belt um you know upper belts it just it's it is what it is man it's as real as you can get and that's why jujitsu is awesome because it's reality it's the metaphor for life. Yeah, everyone everyone that doesn't know is like, those guys are in a cult. I'm like, yeah, but it's a badass cult. <laughs> yeah. I get to simulate murder every day of the week, and then I don't have to do it for real when I go to work. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. Like, when you learn all this stuff, it makes you totally not want to fight anyone. Because fighting someone that's untrained is like a waste of your time. <laughs> so you learn to walk away from a lot of things unless you're highly motivated to do some work yeah like say you know someone messes with your family member or you see someone just getting outright bullied in front of you yeah I haven't had any of those type of good Samaritan moments ever and I think it's because I've started training since forever yeah but it's well, you know, training like, too. Ah. Training too. Uh, it uh, it, it removes you from those situations because I mean, for, personally, me like training with Jamie and all that. He he teaches more than just jujitsu, and so you, you're talking about situational awareness. You know, not being out late at night in bad places, things like that. Not hanging around the seedy underbelly of this town. Yeah, that too. I mean, if you're spending all your time training, you're not even going to be around those types of people that don't train. So that eliminates half of your problems right there. Very, very true. So what does the black about you mean to you? Man, I don't know. To me, a black belt is someone who's dedicated a majority of his life to training, honestly. Um, that, you know, dedicating the majority of life to your training, to being on the mat. Um, also giving back, you know, to the community, to the jiu-jitsu community, uh, being a, a good person, you know, not being... A Yes, a lot of people forget about the character aspect because how many 
douchebaggery black belts have we encountered over these years? Yeah, that we've also mopped the, that we've also just like mopped the floor with. Yeah, they're out there. And then out there. I look at it like freaking anything else, dude. Like Star Wars. Like you're gonna have people that are gonna have a superpower, and some are gonna use it for good, and some of some are gonna use it for bad. We just got to make sure there's more good than bad. <laughs> oh, look at you being a nice little Yoda. Yeah, I keep it real, man. I, I, Jamie said it. You know, you don't want you don't want robbers and POSs knowing how to arm lock people and choke people out. That's why we throw them out of the school when we'd get them. You know, someone comes in with poor character, they don't clean it up, they get thrown out. It's the same with my garage. I won't have you over to my house if I think you're a POS. Come on, bro. I just want to bang. Just let me bang, bro. Yeah. Then proceed to mop the mat with their face. Yeah. I'm undefeated in street fights. This isn't real, bro. On the streets, I can just turn it on. <laughs> the mentality, right, Mr. JJ? <laughs> Shout out, Mr. Yeah. JJ. You don't know, man. When I, when I see red, I just see red. And I was like, yes, that's because you're going unconscious right now. Hey, you, know what's, you know what's really funny? I used to think the same thing before I started training until I came into the gym. And 120 pound Joe Cruz just literally Joe Cruz. tore me a new one. <laughs> 120 pound guy like hip tossed me, mounted me, mounted me, then proceeded to like beat my face in. And I think I, at the time I was like 175 or something, all muscle. At that point, that was the turning point, honestly. Actually, I was like, I need to learn this because I just got wrecked by everyone in this room, including a, a tiny little guy. And I never turned back. I also remember that time is when the burger boy brought you in because he was dating your sister and he was mopping the floor with you. <laughs> no, he wasn't dating my sister. His brother was dating my sister. And I will not refer uh, to him in a derogatory term because I find that not nice. But I know who you're referring to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. I went to go. Uh, I went to go try out. Not try out. I went to go see about inquire about signing up at Ashcraft's Martial Arts, which which was at that time still in um, Crossroads. You remember that? Crossroads. Yeah. I literally asked the front desk guy um, about signing up, and they laughed in my face. I guess because I was dorky. I don't know. I had long hair. I was skinny. I don't really know. And after that, I, I never went back there. And then I ran into the person we just talked about, and he's like. Yeah, man, come with me over here. We train jujitsu. I was like, all right, and that—that's how that that happened. But yeah, I'll never forget the first place. The actually, the very very first encounter I had was with one of my ex girlfriend's nephew. He, he did taekwondo, and uh, his instructor. We ran into him at HEB, and I was telling him, "Hey, I want to get into mixed martial arts." And he looked me up and down. He looked at my ear and then he pointed to his cauliflower and he was like, you don't want this. You're not ready for this. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so that was the first experience. Second one was at Ashcraft's when they laughed in my face and then somehow I ended up at Jamie's and here we are now. Yes, you're that crazy homeless vet who nobody wants to fuck with now. <laughs> crazy homeless vet. Uh, for those of you listening, you still have the jacket? yeah. For those of you listening, Bryce calls me a homeless vet because I have a scraggly beard and I wear my grandpa's uh, Vietnam uh, army green jacket every winter, all winter. <laughs> so yeah, he called me a homeless vet. 
You're straight up Rambo, first blood. <laughs> You're ridiculous. On occasion. So how you, how are you liking the podcast, man? You know, uh, I know you started this what like a year ago, less. No, uh, last spring or spring twenty nine. Okay, cool. During the COVID days, I think this would be episode nineteen. So I'm almost into the twenties. Maybe I'll have the Grandmaster as guest number 20 for this whole shindig. But we'll see. It's pretty much fun. Awesome, man. I'm glad to hear you talking to people more. I'm really, I'm really, it makes me happy to hear my friend talk. The guy I've known for like 15 years that will just give me a two word answer and kind of nudge me with his shoulder is now talking to people. It's like an amazing thing. <laughs> and all it took was being isolated for six months. Yeah, man, it's funny you say that because um, that's what got me into researching all this nonsense that I've been posting and, and, and opening up more about my feelings because I was locked up here for so long. I was like, I just couldn't take it anymore. I started seeing all this BS on the internet and I just got fed up with it. Like, It's like we live in a fake world now. It's weird. The world has always been fake. It's just that now it's pissing you yeah, off. Yeah, because it got exposed more because there was nothing else to do, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's like we all knew it was a shit show, but we were always distracted. But then now it's like, oh shit, we can't do anything. Oh my god, the world's a shit yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. And like all these kids now are just upset over random things, but then they don't really know what they're upset about, but they feel like they're upset because so and so on the news said that I should be upset, and I am upset. And it's just hilarious. It is, man. These people are fighting an invisible enemy. They're angry at the world. They probably, a lot of them have probably never really had to struggle. I mean, I, I would say. Oh, no. Uh, They're all a bunch of Xanders and Blaines with trust funds. And I think it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of these people that are like on the extreme end of things, uh, complaining about fighting for others and all this and that. They don't even have kids. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to feed two kids right now, you know? Yep, it's hilarious. That's why I'm hoping for a purge next month. Uh, don't say that. That's not good. But yeah, I know. I know. Oh, that would be awesome. I have plans, my friend. I'm going right to the Maserati dealership. I know you've mentioned it, but <laughs> that's not that far off from uh, from uh, reality right now, you know? I've seen things on the internet of like other places and it's like, it already is the purge in some of these places. <laughs> it's great. They're just, those are just trailers. I want the full feature length. Yeah, film. You're psychotic. I'm not saying I'm not ready. I'm uh, just saying I don't want it. <laughs> and you know why? That's why I'm training 24 seven. That's why I'm getting back into stand up. Uh, I got my, Hey man, you're hitting it on the head. Cause I'm right there with you. I ain't coming out, but if you come to my door, I got something for you. So, Oh, no, I'm going out. This is Bill Burr said. All those people who are stockpiling weapons and food and resources and you don't do anything besides sitting your couch eating Cheetos, you're just holding that for somebody else like me. Yeah, I kind of giggle at these people that they got all these weapons and stuff and they don't even know how to use them. Like. <laughs> I think I saw like uh, one protest where they like freaking what's it called? They flagged their own guy, fought, fired on their own guy. Like, oh, 
Yeah. It's craziness, man. That's what happens when you have a generation of people playing Call of Duty while other people are actually really fighting wars. Yeah, it's uh I say this is the generation who is the most educated but have the least amount of experience for the education that they have. Yeah, I could see that. And then it's like they have all this air quotes knowledge, but there's no practical application for it because they have no world experience. And the fact that they also have their mommy and daddy telling them that they're always a special kid. Yeah, ain't that the truth? It's like the guy that's that's uh, watched the arm lock a thousand times on YouTube, and then he comes in the gym and he thinks he's gonna arm lock people. It's like, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works, buddy. You don't get good by osmosis. <laughs> you get good. You get good by suffering. Yeah, and in character building, like being called a loser. Like George Carlin said, he was like, I call a five-year-old a fucking loser all the time. So when they get older in their wow. 20s. That's a little harsh. They don't get excited. No, I, I get what you're saying. I, I don't go to that extreme. But yeah, I do that with my kids, you know. And then when you, when you grow up and someone calls you a loser for the first day at work, you don't freaking cry about it to your mom. You know, there's people, I've seen it now, where people bring their parents to their job interview. I think I've heard about that. And their parents can... Yeah, and then parents complain that they're why their son didn't get the oh job. And I was like, well, he brought his parents to the job interview. Yeah, I believe it. You know, I think it's really disrespectful, man, to the people that built this country, the people that came before us. It's so disrespectful. Like, it's so disrespectful. But Me, personally, I think it's all hilarious because we've only lasted three people. <laughs> <laughs> three generations before we went to shit well you know what when i was in in elementary is when they started giving out the fucking per, excuse my language participation trophies right before that or i think i was like in fifth grade something like that i don't remember i don't what? fucking remember i'm old as hell my point is what the hell is a participation trophy what is that like that's the most ridiculous thing i ever heard now you can't even win at something without like feeling guilty about it you know what i mean like, oh no, I feel great every time I win. I like that's so important why I can. Well, yeah, that's we, why I we do. But I'm talking about these people coming after us, like these people that are coming up now, the people that you're talking about. Like, it's like everyone's supposed to be equal, we're all the same. We're all e no, dude, we're not equal. I hate to break it to you, but we're not. I am not equal to Zeke, <laughs> who's 300 pounds, six foot six with abs, or whatever the hell he is. I am not equal to Francis Ngannou. I am not. <laughs> you can't tell these people that because it's, it hurts their feelings, right? Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I only have two feelings, hungry and tired. Like, yeah, men and women are equal and all people are created equal. So why don't we just stick in Ioana with Francis Ngannou and see how that works out, right? Well, they would both win because there's no winners or losers yeah. in their world. Makes perfect sense makes perfect sense and then people are wondering why everyone's freaking out that america is getting weak and we're about to get freaking ran over by the next biggest thing because we're just cowering up into a little ball over a freaking virus that has a survival rate like equal to the regular old flu or whatever the hell it is but 
I, again, I enjoy it because it's going to lead towards what I want, which is a purge. Yeah, I, I don't want the purge. However, I Dude, do. I want the World War scenario. I want my gun turret on top of my Maserati. You're scaring me, man. <laughs> like you wouldn't go to the freaking Hummer dealership and go all Predator right now? It would depend on the circumstances, Bryce, but I have two small children. Even more reason to go road warrior. Freaking just take over your freaking take over your entire cul-de-sac and just like freaking Mad Max. Yes. Yeah. Create a strong perimeter defense and you're good to go. Get some trowels, get a moat. Okay, okay, Chaz, chop. <laughs> Could you imagine if like a, a could you imagine if someone else formed the Chaz or the Chop like some fucking white right wing militia or something? It would be hilarious. This shit is so out of control. You know, when I was still in the military and we went to a border town in Mexico, I forgot the name of it, but there's literally only like four cops and me and my buddies, not even in any way tip of the spear we're just a bunch of desk jockeys we're just like looking around and i'm like we could totally take over this town for at least a week <laughs> you would say something like that bryce you're you're, you're starting to, you're starting to worry me if you're a, a white hat or a black hat now i would say you're a gray hat uh, <laughs> yeah a gray hat. you're a gray hat yeah What is it? Lawful good, lawful evil, neutral lawful, or whatever that quote know, chart is. You know what I'm getting at, though. Yes. Some men just want to watch the world burn. This is true. This is very true. I have no qualms being Nero playing the violin. <laughs> As long as I have my Maserati. I guess we'll see how it all plays out, huh? Truthfully, we're too fat and lazy for anything really to happen. There'll just be a bunch of crybabies on their keyboards complaining and doing like online protesting or whatever bullshit because they don't even have the discipline or mental fortitude to do anything. So it'll just be a bunch of the crybabies. And their liberal tears flooding the streets. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's too many good people, and like, I'm banking on the the Tim Kennedys out there that are actually have the balls to do something that actually like fighting wars. Crazy, crazy people to uh, put down anything that comes along, you know. Not to mention crazy vets like you just waiting for shit to pop <laughs> off. No, I am neither. I just wanted to be left alone. <laughs> but you had to push me. Bryce, you need to calm down. I'm, I'm a hippie, man. You know that. I got a, I got a rainbow poncho on right now. It's not even raining. Are you trying to Nah, it's Mexican weight? style. I'm a little bit cold. My, my, my uh, weight's been dropping because I'm training so much. Oh, you're not big T anymore. You're not prison. Shoot, I was gonna spare tire at that, at that time. 
Yeah, no, I'm leaned out. I remember you disappeared for like six months. You come back and you're like 195. We're like, what the hell happened? Yeah, I got I got this bright idea that I was going to get as big as I could just because. I think I was watching too much WWE wrestling uh, reality shows with my wife. That's when you were Big T. And I was like, shit, you must have got out of county. <laughs> big T. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Hey, man, you're the big <laughs> boss. You're the alpha dog. You get the top bunk. <laughs> wow. Yeah, for, for those of you listening, Bryce calls me Big T because I have long hair and I resemble Tony Danza. Not my proudest, but that's who Big T is. <laughs> cool. Do you uh, anything that sticks out from back in the day from our training that you thought was like an awesome moment or just like, wow, that was a sucky or funny or awesome day? You mean like between you and I or just in general? Just in general. Um, the BTA days, power house. Man, there was whatever. a lot of days that were. I mean, I remember a lot. I have a I have a very good memory. Surprisingly, um, there's a lot of things that stick out. I can't really pinpoint to one. I just remember a, a lot of training days. I remember one time Jamie came in pissed off for whatever reason, and we just did uh, squat jumps, and I believe it was bear crawls or lunges up and down the mat for the whole time were you there for that day i don't remember no. when it was but yeah that sticks out it's like something simple like that sticks out right like squat jumps and bear crawls up and down the mat for however long it was like an hour or two like yeah until he gets and tired. then everyone's like freaking out and I have Nate coming over here in the morning and he gets all freaked out about a 10 minute warm up because I'm making him do sprawls <laughs> and shots. I'm like, Nate, you have no idea what I've been through. Yes. You don't know the shit. Yeah, I missed the day when they had a tryout. I know you did the tryout, right? Yes, that was the worst. Dude, I was so mangled i couldn't make a fist in neither hand for like three <laughs> months after the fact that was like the worst yeah that's <laughs> but it was just like but you know what i was happy because i made it through yeah. I made it to the other side i was like no one can take that away from yeah, me yeah there's some crazy there's some crazy days back then man i was just coming home right now to start this whole thing the one thing that stood out of my mind it just popped in my head do you remember when we had to do the same thing, the jump sprawls and the squats up and down the mats, but going down the mat? Oh, yeah. Crickets? I remember that. Crickets suck. Yes. Yeah, you freaking beat me on the heat because you <laughs> said that whoever got first had to do it again. Uh, it was me and you. We were neck and neck. And I was that was I was pissed. I was so ready to light you up and sparring after. How do you that. explain crickets to someone? Uh, like it's like an explosive push-up where you don't extend your arms, right? Yeah, you're, you're yeah. lunging forward. I think it's on. I think there's like some videos they can YouTube. They were actually really care about it. But again, it sucks. You think you're in shape, but do that down a 50 foot mat, and then do jump squats in a pyramid style countdown and try and win and then oh some fucker who weighs 145 <laughs> pounds scoots by you and then he's like oh you were so close bryce but ernest won by like this much so you have to <laughs> yeah nowadays in in the in the liberal world they'll be like 
oh no you didn't lose you're equal because uh, he weighs less than you but jamie's like i don't give a fuck you were you lost so you go again <laughs> or they'd be like, like i'm fucking you up they'd, when they'd be like find someone your size to do such and such partner drill and like nobody's the same size like they're like you're the smallest guy and there's only like 200 pounders around Screw you. I was the only welterweight. You all, you fuckers, you little featherweights had all your buddies. And then it was like, oh, Bryce, go up the light heavyweights. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, there were no 170s, right? It was either 145 or like a heavyweight. Yeah, I was like, what? why am I the only <laughs> odd duck? That's funny. But. Still here? Who's still here? Who's still yeah, here? Yeah, that's a cool thing, right? There's only like five of us left. <laughs> nah, there's a little bit more than five, but you you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, hell, I'm with season two. You're at least season four or season three. And I think don't you have the distinction for being the fastest blue belt? Too? No, I don't remember. I don't remember any of that. I don't even know the dates that I got my belts, honestly. You gotta have the dates. How else are you gonna get certified and know your your time timestamps? Time yeah, I don't know, man. I've never been about all little details like that. Just kind of, it's probably another thing that's held me back. But I know I got it. I know I got, got it kind of quick, but I don't know about the fastest. I want to say no. Three I don't months? think it was that fast. I don't, I don't remember. It's funny. I thought I was so badass. I, I put that damn thing on in my regular clothes with my shorts and I fell asleep on the couch after that training day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that for sure. And then you remember everyone, we were all dorky. We thought we were so badass. People were like getting blue belt keychains and blue belt, <laughs> blue belt regular. Yeah. That's not just popping on. Hey. I, I guess, like I said, I got my black belt. The hardest belt to get from Jamie was a blue belt. So I was like, hell yeah, I fucking made it. Yeah, so dorky. And it's like, I didn't even think about even being a purple belt. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm going to savor this moment right yeah, here. I was telling my wife the other day, I remember, uh, I remember waking up in the morning as a white belt uh, to go to the training. And my face would be all red and swollen from heavyweights grinding me out. And my body would be hurting and I'd sit down on the toilet and I'd think to myself, I'm going to be a black belt one day. And here I am so much longer later, still not a black belt. <laughs> it's my own damn fault. But the moral of the story is you got to grind it out. Never stop, yeah, I never actually stopping. listened to that one story that you mentioned before you mentioned it about the guy that like quit at, a, at Brown Belt for a long time and then came back. That was pretty inspiring. Yeah. Never. Oh, yeah. Because, again, you, you're you going to get your black belt as long as you don't quit. It's up to you how long it takes. Yeah, That's yeah. the whole moral of that story. For sure. It can be four years or it can be 40 years, but you're going to get it. And then like one guy was like, uh, Chris Howder, shout out to combat base. Freaking, you can do, you can, you can be a doctor or whatever else you want to be in 12 years. Why not be a black belt too? So it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then it's like, oh, I was a blue belt for this long. I was a brown belt for this long. Oh, 
once I'm a black belt, I can be a black yeah. belt for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's awesome. I think the like you when you're talking about training philosophy, you know, that's just it. Like you're always learning. You're gonna train forever. You're gonna train till you can't till you can't roll anymore, right? And then you're probably gonna teach. Um, uh, as long as you're smart and you know, like recovery and warm up properly and dieting and stretching and doing the yogas, like yoga for BJJ. Shout out to them keeping me nice and limber and my hips opened freaking you're going to be rolling forever i mean elio gracie was 92 or 96 and he was still rolling are you going to be like are you still are you going to be like stealing (laughs) souls at 96 yeah yeah but you're still going to be rolling but and then the great thing is again jujitsu is real it's not some mick dojo i'm going to harness the energy in my body and force out into a chi blast and knock you unconscious or like okay i want you to do this movement in exactly this way with no resistance and watch yeah. what i can do to you I, I do think there are some things to be taken away from those martial arts right i mean we've all agreed on that but as far as practicality you know jiu-jitsu is where it's at Uh, actual actual jiu jitsu, not uh, butt scooting, guard pulling jiu jitsu, right? Yeah, like I mean, like people like like judo, like the old school judo. That's what jiu jitsu is really supposed to be. No sitting on my butt and all this stuff and butt scooting and pulling guard, which is great for a sport, but hard to pull guard in a street full of broken glass or in a bar. Yeah, shout out to the butt scooters. I mean. If you can butt scoot and heel hook me, more power to you, but not not my thing. Nah, I think about it just like in John Wick, the dude had him in the triangle and he grabbed his gun and <laughs> Like that face. one Instagram video, I forgot who it was, where he has him in a triangle and he pulls a freaking gun out of his lapel. <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> Yeah, that was classic. Yeah, disclaimer, nice. disclaimer, jiu-jitsu does you not get work out of on guns. Time. <laughs> you mean I can't armbar a bullet? So, you fought, I fought, you were a pro, you've murdered people in the ring, allegedly. I've had a doctor come in and stop a fight from happening because I was killing the one guy and then what do you think it is about today's fighters now where they just don't have that kill or be killed instinct is it just because they're in it for the money they don't have like that tragic backstory in their lives or they're just eh, i can do this man i don't know it's really hard to say i don't think you can put it on a generation per se like it's not like some kind of Personally, I don't think it's like some kind of generational thing, like where they're just all soft. I don't think that's true. I know we kind of touched on that. It really, I think it boils down to the individual, man. You either have it or you don't. Like it's something that you can't, you cannot teach someone how to be like Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? You can't teach someone how to be like game like that. Like some people, you're going to hit them and they're going to keep coming forward and they're going to try to finish you until you finish them. And other people, you're going to hit them, and they're going to cower up and turn around. Like tapping out to, to strikes, right? I think – have you seen people tap out to strikes? 
Yeah. Yeah, like that's oh, that's yeah, BS, dude. Like, who's gonna tap out to strikes? Like, you're gonna you call yourself a fighter? You're gonna tap out to strikes? You didn't you didn't get your uh, mount escapes or what? You didn't you didn't learn your escapes? Like, I think it boils down to the individual. You're either you're either preparing for war or you're not. Like you like you said like you said at the very beginning. Yeah. You posted a meme the other day, like the battles are won before yes. they've even started, right? You're one in the training yeah. room. Yeah. Exactly. Sweat more, bleed less. There's like plenty of times when my queue was up for fighting, I would wake up and I would just sit by the door and cry a little bit because I knew that I'm going to go to a gym full of killers who are just going to beat the shit out of me and there's going to be like fast as hell. 45ers, 25ers, 35ers are going to be big, strong fucking 205ers going to just pin me yeah. down and pound my face out. Yeah. Same here, man. There was, was times like, where, I, where I was reluctant to go to training because I knew I was going to get my ass beat or just grind it out on bottom, you know? And th- those are the days when you have to go and you're like, yeah. fuck, man, I'm going to get smashed today. This guy is better than me at this and that. But you have to go or else you're not going to learn it. Yeah, I was like, I'd rather break down and cry here and then go to the gym and just get it out and just boom and just go and then get my ass kicked out there. I was like, yeah, oh, it's like cool. when we when I was fighting and stuff, because of all that, like you're exactly like what you're saying. When I got in there, it was almost like easy, right? Like these guys, weren't they weren't as big. They weren't as good. Yeah, yeah. And I was used to already used to that being a bad spot, training in the bad spots. You know, people don't, I think a lot of people don't like to do that either. Because well, yeah. it doesn't make them look good for the ground. Training in the bad spots consistently. You know, I'm a brown belt and I just went over escapes the other day with, with Nate. You know, we just trained him all morning long. So I control escape. Like you're never too, you're never too far along to go back to the very beginnings. Like, So what keeps you honest? You know what I love when I'm now rolling now is uh, rolling with like black belts who won't be named because I don't want to start a civil war at this current time and <laughs> juncture. So my army's not as big, but uh, where they're like the the whole cardio tap. Well, let's not oh, that's now. total bullshit. Let me just get out of here. That's bullshit. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. You know what? I learned and I do it now. I don't care. If you do that, I, I make I make sure to make you tap. Even if it's just with pressure, you know, you don't gotta be an asshole about it. But I'm not gonna agree. <laughs> I know no, you no, do. I, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, you don't I don't I don't let I don't let people quit. Even the people that especially come to my house, because I've had a few people want to quit too. I, I make them finish the round. I'll ease up a bit, but I'm not gonna let them quit the round. If you're gonna quit in the round, don't don't come back. It's funny because I told the guy on uh, I told the guy that at Southside Fight Club he wasn't a member; he was a visitor. I was like, if you get off the mat, you're not you're not coming back on. He like looked at me all crazy, and then he's like, "Well, I got this wrong with me and that wrong with me," and I was like, "Well, then don't get on the mat." <laughs> he just looked at me sideways. I know. It's like it's always a convenience. We're like, oh, my injury from 1985 is kicking in just right now. 
as I'm getting tired of getting my ass kicked. But I'll, I'll be back after two weeks of recovery. Yeah, we learned all we've learned all those dirty little tricks over the years. You know, people trying to weasel their way out of things. Yes, or the, hey, wait, 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 you won't make this choke tighter if you do it like this. Dishonesty, man. Dishonesty with yourself, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're just living in a nice self-delusion. Hey, it is what it is. You can lie to everyone in the world, but you can't lie to the mirror. I mean, you can lie in your brain. Sure you can. Well, sure you, can. you think you can? Do people lie to themselves? Like, they believe it? <laughs> of course. Of course yeah. <laughs> That's why they lie to themselves. And then they, and then they make sure... They stare, stare, stare away from people like you uh, make yeah. them see the truth. And that's what yeah, they, oh, that I makes like more her. sense. She's kind of an asshole trying to tell me. Yeah, that, that makes more weird. sense. Yeah, like that, people don't Again, like the truth. People, people yeah, choose yeah, their own sure. reality. People don't like the truth, you know, especially when it's uh, not good. I've, I'm the same way. I've been victim of that too. You know, you don't want to be told things that are bad, you want to be told the things that are good. But I think you and I have been fortunate in that Jamie has probably never told us anything good. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who told you how to kick? Why are you kicking like that? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Nate hates my guts because I get my teaching style from you and Jamie. So. Oh, your punches look like dog shit. What the hell? You've been going to striking class for what? I'm like, oh, you bastards. I got the NC-17, Jamie. You guys get the Care Bear, freaking Door the Explorer. Let's go on an adventure. Door the Explorer, wow. Yeah. Fine. Bubble guppies, man. Kids are watching these days. Uh, I'm on Princess Sephora right now. So how did you feel, my friend? You just did a podcast and you had things to actually say. Uh, it was nice talking to you. Yeah, it feels good. I feel like, uh, honestly, man, just being locked up for so long, I haven't had a lot of human interaction. So just talking to someone, especially you who haven't had the chance to talk to in a while was nice. So feels good. I'm, I'm pretty sure your wife is going to beat you in the head. As probably. You door I'm she probably going to beat myself. I'm going to be like, I sound like an idiot. Why did I do that? <laughs> Everybody yeah, talks like It's all good. Again, I could have just... It's great. I mean, just, just again, just tell everybody just how great I am and how you're all <laughs> just privileged to be in my presence. Really You've always good. been a good friend, man. Good training partner. And known you for a long time. So I appreciate you having me on it, actually. Quite, uh, quite an honor. For someone to think, for someone to think that I'm worth listening. Let's see. If you can... Yeah, let's see if you can beat Cookie Monsters episode. He's already in the top five after two weeks. So let's see if you can beat that. You want to give out any shout outs to anybody? Uh, no, not really. Just off? thanks to to you for having me on. Thanks to Jamie for everything he's done for me, for all of us. Um, my wife for putting up with me. That's all I can think of right now.
And then uh, if you want to hang out in the Liberal Tears gym with DLC. Uh, the best way to contact, contact me is by Instagram. Yeah. DLC, E-R-N-E-S-T. DLC Ernest. Uh, That's it. Simple. If you if you try to add my my Instagram, however, is on private, so uh, I may not add you, but you can message me. I got I got there's a vetting system, you know what I'm saying? Yes, and uh, disclaimer: you got to be about that life. <laughs> well, that yeah, we're not we're not gonna I'm not gonna like beat you up or anything, or have my friends beat you up, but I don't want anyone coming by that's just here to BS. Unless you're just looking for fitness training, that's different. Uh, so no, no one to take like fitness selfies with a selfie stick or inspirational quotes. Nah, my goal is to help you. people get better, man. Get better at things that they want to, not waste time in there doing other things. And just like jujitsu and everything else, I'm gonna tell you like it is, and you probably so, might not like it, <laughs> which is good for me because that means then I don't have to deal with your ass. And the words of Triple C again. If you ain't about that life, <laughs> don't come a knocking. Not a bad name. Might have to think about that one. No, it's already been set in stone. Liberal Tears Gym. Contact Ernest DLC. Instagram. Find him. He's a friend of mine on my own Instagram page, Bryceside underscore BJJ. Look him up. Liberal Tears Gym. Find him. Find out the inner truth of yourself. And on that note... Let's get out of here. Yeah, man. Thank DLC. you. Talk to you soon. Pleasure having you on. Later. So ends another episode of the Bryce Side Podcast. Be on the lookout for episode 20. Until then, Feel free to catch up on all Brightside podcast episodes available on all platforms. Until then, you can always find me only on the Brightside.